gentlemen, welcome back to the Entrepreneur Spotlight Podcast. Today is June 26th, 2018, Tuesday, and we are joined by a very special guest today. Mr. Arthur Robinson Jr. has joined us today, and Arthur Robinson Jr. is the creator of PowerfulInterviews.com, which is a very, very powerful, would be an understatement to uh, say what this platform brings to the world is an extremely, extremely vibrant collection of various entrepreneurs and moguls from different industries ranging from real estate, the tech space, marketing, branding, so many different places. And Arthur is actually originally from Philadelphia and has also been involved in various industries from the food industry to music, clothing, and even movie making. While Arthur was traveling through his journey of entrepreneurship, he also became a certified nursing assistant. And Arthur constantly had a sense that there's more to that there's more to life than what he was experiencing. So he continued down his journey. The true purpose in his life, which he now is able to enjoy and experience. And Arthur has interviewed individuals from all different industries, as I've said before, from Steve Forbes to Jay Abraham, Les Brown, Naveen Jain, Grant Crone, uh, Sharon Lecter, who's the co-author of Rich Dad Poor Dad, and so many more. That's just the tip of the iceberg. And as a uh, professional speaker and author, it is an amazing, amazing individual to have join us, share his direct experience with so without further ado, I'd like to turn the floor over to Arthur to share his journey with all of us, and then we'll be hopping into a Q&A section. Thank you again for joining us, Arthur. Uh, thank you, Jordan, uh, Philip, for having me. And I love the title of your podcast show, The Spotlight, The Entrepreneur Spotlight Podcast. It's a phenomenal show, and uh, I'm glad to join you and your folks. Well, uh, my name is Arthur Robinson Jr. I am the founder and host of PowerfulInterviews.com. I'm a partner of NationalDiversified.com, and that's a private equity company. And uh, me, along with my other business partners, we basically um, formulate with other partners in regards to uh, buying businesses and things of that nature, profitable businesses that's scalable. That's what I do with in the private equity space as well uh, with my partner, Gordon. And um, basically how I got on the quest of interviewing centers of influencers uh, back in 06, uh, me and my wife, we started our journey with interviewing real estate agents and real estate brokers on a local level. And I was actually interviewing the real estate agents and the real estate brokers, uh, you know, at their establishments like Century 21. Um, I also uh, was actually, you know, just meeting them at their uh, business buildings, just doing the interviews, conducting the interviews, and they were just, you know, conveying uh, value 
to uh, the YouTube audience about uh, how they got into real estate and how they became a real estate agent. And my wife was videotaping me and I was asking the questions in regards to buying and selling real estate and buying and selling high-end real estate. So I started doing that and then uh, I had an epiphany that came into my life and um, I said I just want to interview Sense of Influencers on a more bigger level. So I interviewed a woman by the name of Dr. Letitia Wright, and basically I just took a chance with um, start reaching out to these centers of influences back then. And uh, I had uh, some friends that told me that, you know, I'll never get connected to, you know, the DECA and Hecto millionaires and billionaires of the world. But um, I'm living proof that if you take massive action, and just have a relentless mindset, you can accomplish whatever you put your mind to. And then from there, uh, I interviewed a woman back then in 07, a woman by the name of Dr. Letitia Wright. Now, she has her own show called The Right Place TV Show, where she's in California, and she interviews a lot of cinema influencers. And she was just talking about entrepreneurship and conveying value to my audience. And then from there, she introduced me to a powerful woman by the name of D.C. Cordova. Now, D.C. Cordova, she runs entrepreneurial business workshops in Malaysia and in California. And um, she actually was uh, business partners with Robert Kiyosaki for nine years before he launched the Rich Dad Poor Dad brand. And uh, his first book was called, If You If you Want to Be Rich and Happy, Don't Go to School. And that became a great phenomenon. And uh, it was actually banned over in Malaysia because the people that was wealthy didn't want those secrets to be revealed. But they persevered, and now the book is accepted, you know, worldwide. And then the Rich Dad Poor Dad uh, brand, uh, the Rich Dad Poor Dad, with the rich investing in the poor, don't. That book, they actually sold like 38 million copies and uh, I developed a great relationship with Sharon Lecter. She was actually the co-author of that book with Robert Kiyosaki. And uh, Sharon Lecter has been on my show more than four times and she's real big in the financial literacy world. So I interviewed Dr. Tisha Wright, I interviewed DC Cordova several times. I interviewed Sharon Lecter, and I also interviewed a woman by the name of Laura Langmire, and Laura Langmire was Dr. Phil's money expert, and she's been on, you know, NBC, ABC, she's been on a lot of powerful media outlets, and she wrote a book called The Millionaire Maker, and uh, she's basically a, a hecto millionaire, and um, she does a lot of international speaking, and she does a lot of speaking in Australia, she actually did a business event with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So I interviewed her, and then from there, it just became a domino effect. And once you basically show your credibility uh, in your specific market, whether it's business, you know, whether it's you know the food industry, or whether it's the clothing industry, once you showcase that credibility, that's brand about associations, because most people want to know. Who are you affiliated with or who you are associated with? Um, with social media, social media is changing the game. 
But me personally, I look at what value are you contributing to the marketplace? And I look at, are you branding yourself by associations? Are you getting connected to influential people at a higher level? Now, that being said, I don't shit on people that is not big like a Grant Cardone or a Les Brown or a Patrick Bet David because, remember, the people that you're seeing right now, you know, they were, at one point, nobody knew them. But they had to build that following and build that credibility up over a period of time. When you start to generate millions of dollars a year, that just don't come overnight success or it just don't happen within a year. It took, you know, maybe 20, 25, 30 years of blood, sweat, and tears and what works in their business and what doesn't work in their business. So I made a vow to God that once I get to that stature of influencing people and people reaching out to me, is whether you're starting a podcast or you have a big following of 50,000, 100,000 people in your pipeline, um, you know, if you want to reach out to me and connect with me and you want to, you know, hear my story and you don't mind me conveying value to your audience, uh, I don't mind doing that because I was once there. I've been there, done that, and now I overcame that. So I've been there, done that, and I'm still relevant uh, in the industry in regards to the business industry. And I love interviewing people and tapping to the mindsets of people that are making a major impact in their lives and the lives of others. And that's how I got on my quest uh, to uh, interviewing influencers. And uh, I love it, and I'm still doing that to this very day. Wow. Wow. You know, that's, it, it, it's, uh, I, I, you are literally a living testament and proof that if you put your, like you said, put your mind to it and have a relentless work ethic, you know, you can really make anything happen. So I, it, it makes a person like myself and, uh, you know, anybody, um, you know, who's in a similar position, uh, also Aaron's, you know, Aaron's on my teammate, Aaron is also on with this. I mean, it's amazing to hear that, you know, that actually this type of work pays off. Um, and, and, and during that time, you know, when you were initially starting out just doing, um, you know, the low at the local real estate market, uh, with real estate agents and brokers and, you know, during that time period, what what was your thought process like? Was it, hey, I'm going to just stick in this area? Or did you always know that you were going to basically you were practicing with the real estate agents and you were going to be moving on to um, more influential type of people? Well, my thought process back then was I just wanted to create value and just publish it to the world. And um, when me and my well, my wife was videotaping, I was you know basically asking the questions to the real estate agents, the real estate brokers on the local level. Um, they were intrigued. They were very honored that I was willing to do that because a lot of real estate agents, real estate brokers, if they're not really playing at a big level, they don't really get the recognition and the credibility that they deserve. So they actually love what I was doing. And my thought process was I just want to publish 
you know, valuable content that people can absorb and they can apply it in their own lives if they was interested in becoming a real estate agent or a real estate broker. And that was my thought process back then. But then over the years, I evolved and I just said, you know what, I just want to connect with centers of influences at a high level. So that's when I started reaching out to people that build businesses, whether it was in manufacturing, whether it was in branding, whether it was in marketing, whether it was in um, private equity. I just decided to say, you know what, I'm just going to pursue and get connected to the movers and the doers that are making a difference in the lives of others as well as they're making a difference in the lives of themselves. So my thought process back then was just to create value. But over the period of time throughout the years, I just said, you know what, I'm just going to just reach out to people that is really making a major impact and really is shifting the mindsets of people where they might have been thinking, you know, toxic thinking, and now their paradigms have shifted to from toxic thinking to take action thinking. And once you start surrounding yourself around that type of energy, then that energy rubs off on you because simply money is simply energy. High energy can only connect to high energy. High energy cannot connect to a low energy source. For example, you ever was at a business workshop or a seminar and while you was having that conversation with that man or woman, the energy that was coming out of that man or woman during that conversation, you can make an ultimate decision and say, either I want to continue the conversation or I'm going to ease out of this conversation because I don't feel this man or this woman's energy. And your energy speaks before you even open your mouth. If you're frowning, if you're looking down, the energy speaks before you even open your mouth. And that's when you say, well, you know, you might be nice. And you might say, well, you know, how you doing? And uh, are you joining a workshop? And if they have a negative vibe about them, you don't want to be around that energy. But if you're around a person, man or woman, if they in the conversation say, you know, I want to do great things. I have a YouTube channel. I'm creating information products. You know, um, I want to showcase my talent to the world and I want to bring the future towards me. Then that's a man or woman you want to continue having a conversation with. I can tell within two minutes of the conversation where this man or this woman is headed by what comes out of their mouth. And that's what people judge you on. Now, in the Bible, God says you should not judge. And also, God says the poor will be among you always. But you can just make an intelligent decision to say that, you know, I'm not taking this path on wanting to be poor because poor can also be a state of mind. Now, there's some people that's poor where they're not a deco or a hecto millionaire, but you're not Ethiopian poor where, you know, you are drinking, you know, toxic water and you don't have access to good quality, wholesome food. So... With that being said, always look to surround yourself around like-minded individuals because that energy rubs off on you. And once that energy rubs off on you, that's when you are in the process of creating a movement by shifting people's mindsets 
And you're also creating a movement with positivity. Because I don't like what I see what's on the news, so I create my own news with publishing powerful content from these business leaders. Because let's just be real. When you turn on the news, all you see is rape, pillage, plunder, recession, depression. You're getting dumped with negativity. But what people should be putting into their mental garden is positivity, information with people who are doing well, information with people who are not dwelling on tragedy, but more success. And that is what my mission is, is to empower and inspire people to start building your own business and to start really implementing the strategies that can excel you to the next level. And that's what I do in regards to publishing powerful content through audio interviews. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a little bit uh, taken aback right now. I feel like, uh, you know, I'm in the class which I never got to attend, you know, the class I always uh, wished that I could attend and I'm just listening to the professor speak. So I could probably replay what you just said, you know, a thousand times and still get something new every time out of it. So that, I mean, yeah, that is an amazing, amazing purpose. And, you know, the way that you are able to express your thoughts are extremely clean and clear cut you know what during the time i'm sure when you were when you were uh sorry i'll ask one last question i don't want to hog it because i know aaron's on (laughs) but um right, right now what you know during that time like you said friends were doubting you even close relatives might doubt you when you're on your journey and, and, you know, doing, reaching for such greatness when all those types of things come, you know, the, like you said, the negativity of the world, but even when it's coming from your inner circle of friends and family, you know, how, how do you, what did you do to keep your mind still moving forward? Was it a lot of reading or, you know, uh, courses, like how did you keep your, like you said, your mental garden pure and away from all the toxic things even when they were so close to you like friends and family well um when you are basically on your journey you know god can shift you in many different directions you can start off with being a podcaster and turn around and be a professional speaker an author and an influencer so you can start off on one journey and then God can put you in to many different directions where you are basically being a leading authority in different journeys. So when I started out just interviewing people and people uh, at that time in my inner circle, and there's a lot of people that you just have to just cut off because no matter what you do, no matter what you say, and even when they see you progressing and they see your success, you cannot put your mind and your heart into other people. And I have done that. I have literally, you know, lend money to people and I wasn't even asking for it back. I have literally shifted people's mindsets and then all of a sudden they change for two months and they go right back to their old habits. Now remember, people say, I create my future. Well, 
you really don't create your future. Your habits create your future. What you do on a consistent basis, that becomes your lifestyle. So, for example, if you like going to the gym, that becomes your lifestyle. If you like doing yoga, that becomes your lifestyle. If you like doing karate, uh, you know, whatever you like to do jujitsu, that becomes your lifestyle. If you are a good person, and that shines when you are, are surrounding yourself around like-minded individuals, that becomes your lifestyle. If you like jumping rope, you like playing basketball, you like playing football, you love immersing yourself into lifelong learning, that becomes your lifestyle. Your lifestyle is your brand. Your brand is your promise. Now, before contracts came into effect, back in the 80s and in the early 90s, if you told a person that you was going to do something, it was just strictly just a handshake. Because your word is your bond. But as your word being your bond, you're also developing a cosmic bond with that other individual. You're constantly selling yourself. You're selling yourself to your strategic partnerships. You're selling yourself when you're doing uh, JV partnerships. You're selling yourself when you're making a, a, a cold call and that cold call turns into a warm call. You're selling yourself on the phone. And it has been a lot of transactions I closed over the phone, and I haven't even met the business leader in person. So the bottom line is when you immerse yourself into lifelong learning, God will definitely put you on the path that you couldn't even fathom before. And people have a habit of reverting back to their old habits, converting back to their old habits. They may change for a month, go right back to their old habits. They may change for two months, may change for five months, go right back to their old habits. When you are serious about impacting the world, you're not going to let nothing stop you. So at that time, when my friends were down on me, I basically block all of that toxic noise out of my head because your brain could be your worst enemy. Your brain will tell you to be comfortable. Your brain will tell you when you wake up in the morning, let's say you got to get up four or five o'clock in the morning. Your brain will actually tell you, you know what, Jordan, don't go to the gym this morning. You know, and then and then if you get into the comfortable state, all right, I'm not going to go to the gym today. I'm going to go tomorrow. And then you don't go tomorrow. Then that tomorrow leads up into you're going to go next week. The next week leads up until you may go two weeks from now. So your brain is conditioned for you to be comfortable. It doesn't like when you start to do new things that you never did before. So you got the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. The subconscious always tells the conscious mind what to do. The subconscious mind is basically saying, Jordan, you need to start your own the Entrepreneur Spotlight podcast show. But that little voice is in your head is saying, you know what, Joy, you don't need to do that. Just stick with your regular nine to five and continue to do what you've been doing. But when you are certain and you have clarity on what you want, your subconscious mind is going to tell the conscious mind, you need to do your own podcast show 
And when you are blocking out all the negative noise that you're hearing, you're saying, you know what, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be all in and I want to start my podcast show. That's with anything that you do because there's no substitute for experience. Experience comes from doing. Millionaires and billionaires, they got to that level because they went through a lot of the trials and tribulations. But the right information would change your current situation. But you have to be consistent with building your brand, building your business, and creating your movement. So at that time, that's the mindset I had to develop. And I do a lot of block time. So, like, blocking time is, like, for example, right now, nobody's interrupting you by you conducting this interview with me. You're blocking your time. You're saying no interruptions, no distractions. I'm not going to look at my cell phone. I'm not going to look at my computer. I'm just focused on this interview. And that's what I do when I interview billionaires and millionaires on my show. So you're blocking your time. So whatever project you start, you must finish it. You can't start a project and then you say three, four months later, you're still working on it. Whatever you start, you must finish. And you can't let nothing under no circumstances get in the way of you are creating your content, whether you're creating information products, whether you're publishing your book, whether you're publishing an ebook, whether you're doing a podcast, you're blocking your time out from the world. That's exactly what the DECA and Hecto and the billionaires do. They stay focused on the mission. And then when they have some leisure time, then they engage in leisure time. But they focus on impact and they focus on creating a movement. And that's why they build several brands, but they also have help. There's no such thing as a self-made millionaire or a self-made billionaire. You start off being self with the idea. But remember, ideas is the real capital of real wealth. You start out as being a self-entrepreneur, but as you start to accumulate revenue and you start to hire people, your employees is the backbone to your business. If you don't have a, a powerful sales team or a powerful marketing team that can help you to grow your business to the next level, you're going to always remain being small. So that's what it's pretty much all about. And don't let people tell you what you cannot do. It's going to always be people telling you what you cannot do. If you really analyze the people that's telling you that you cannot do it, most people that create don't got time to hate. And most people that hate don't create. And haters I embrace them, but haters stand for having anger towards everyone reaching success. But we're too blessed to be stressed. And my intellect is branded from Oak Lane and don't forget the West. That's where I'm originally from, which is West Oak Lane in Philadelphia. And the reason why I said my intellect is branded from Oak Lane and don't forget the West because I'm originally from West Oak Lane in the city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So whatever you are branded from, meaning where you're originally from, that's your quest onto your journey. Now, when I was younger, when I was 10, I used to I used to sweep people's floors. I used to take their trash out. 
I used to wash their dishes. I used to shovel snow. Even at 15, 16, I did that shovel snow. Long driveways with me and, like, two of my friends. We were charged, like, $50. But the people in the neighborhood, they wound up giving us $100. And then I had some friends, like, I'm not doing that. I ain't going out shoveling no snow. But then we come back with three, four dollars And that was just word-of-mouth marketing in the neighborhood in the county area because everybody was connected. They're like, oh, you know, Arthur and his friends, they they shoveling snow. In that neighborhood, they just called up people, can you shovel my driveway? You shovel my driveway. And this is when snow was real thick and they couldn't get out of their driveways. But back then when I was 15, 16, I would go, we would go and shovel snow. Wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning. We leave at 6.30 in the morning. Don't get back to 6 o'clock at night. And don't take no food. We just was just shoveling snow. But, you know, the people in that neighborhood, they were just like, oh, you want some donuts? You want some, you know, some tea? We'll drink some tea, you know, maybe eat a donut. But we was just so relentless and we know we're going to shovel these driveways and that became a domino effect and we was doing it every year when snow came and i remember a neighbor in melrose park i'll never forget it um the neighbor came out and he basically asked me he said uh what are y'all y'all company the reason why he asked was we a company we wasn't a company we just moved like we were a company. We was just basically, you know, kids from the hood that just wanted money, but we wanted to make money in an honest way. So when he came out and asked us that, we was like, no, we're not a company. But the reason why he asked that, because we conducted ourselves as a company. I would go and knock on the door, and my friend Jamar, he would go and knock on the door, and we would just ask, do you want your driveway shoveling? And he was, these was long driveways, so, you know, they had single-family homes, so a lot of single-family homes, they got a lot of long driveways. And we give them a price. They say, yes, we just did it. No questions asked. So when you're looking organized as a team, that becomes viral, and that energy starts to rub off where people want to be connected to you. Now, I was formulating partnerships and putting smiles on customers' faces, not even realizing it back then. So I always had an entrepreneurial spirit, but now I just honed in my skills as I was evolved and, you know, came into manhood and over the years, you know, learning processes and systems. And, you know, systems win, but people fail. But failure and success is like a marriage. You got to go through failure in order to reach your pinnacle of successes. And you're going to constantly go through ups and downs. Ups and downs will always be around. So during that time when my friends basically didn't believe in me, now when they look at my credibility, they, they you know, they're asking me, well, you know, Arthur, how can I be a part of your movement, you know, Arthur, how can I serve you? And um, I have a simple mantra. 
if you was absent during my struggle, don't be there during my success. Now, I still respect them, and I pray for people that didn't see my vision, but, you know, I always tell people you never underestimate anyone. You look at Bill Gates, for example. Bill Gates only owns 4% of his company, but Bill Gates is a multi-billionaire. But when he first started out, he was just basically in the basement with his buddies trying to make it happen with Microsoft. Now, you know, what he did was he leased Microsoft to other big brands. And he was like, I'm not going to sell Microsoft to you. I'm going to lease it to you. But if you leasing, you know, the software to, you know, 50 states and other countries, that is a lot of revenue that is being generated just through the Microsoft brand and his name is on it. Now, the people that didn't believe in Bill Gates' vision, they all regret that to this day. The janitors that stuck with Bill Gates, they are millionaires now, janitors. And it's janitors that are multimillionaires, and it's janitors that are broke. So that's why I always say don't ever underestimate anybody. I experienced it with through uh, my journey in my life as being an entrepreneur. I done seen people that were broke, and in three years, they became a multimillionaire. I done seen people where they didn't have nothing going on but just a dream. And then and then in four or five years, their dreams become reality, and the people that were doubting them, now they embracing them. And that's what happens in the entrepreneurial world. First, they don't acknowledge you. Then over a period of time, they embrace you. No, first they don't acknowledge you. Then over a period of time, they notice you. And then the third principle is they embrace you. And that's when you're going to make the ultimate decision to say, if I want to be connected to you or not. I pray for the people that didn't believe in me. Because some people don't see what you see. And when people don't see what you see, a lot of people only look at the aftermath. They look at the cars, the jewelry. You know, you, you you're successful. You know, the you know the, the the private jets. You know, you flying private aircraft instead of commercial. But people don't see the process of what it took for that man and woman to get there with their team. Like when you're reading a book, people can't see when you're reading a book. When you are creating podcasts and creating information products to sell online, people don't see the process of that. People don't see when you're going to the gym. People don't see the struggles that you had to go through in order to get to the next level. They only see the good, the aftermath in regards to your success. But they don't see all of the transformation that you had to go through from your humble beginnings to where you are today. So I'm telling your audience, when people doubt you, just embrace it. And don't focus on people that doubt you, whether it's family, whether it's friends, because they just can't fathom what you see. They're only going to fathom it when they see results in regards to money in regards to who you affiliate yourself with branded by associations that's when they're going to embrace it 
but when you put yourself in that situation, it could be too late because now if you want to work for that individual, they could say, well, you know, I can hire you. I'm not going to hire you. You didn't believe in me then, so why are you believing me now? And that's why I made a vow to myself that even though the love I'm on and God has blessed me through the journey, I said to myself, if you're starting a podcast, if you're starting a blog, if you don't have a, a big social media following, it doesn't matter to me. I look at what are you contributing to the world? If you're contributing value and you have a strong value proposition and people recognize that value proposition, I recognize it, then I'm going to embrace you with open arms. And that is what I'm doing to this very day. So I don't focus on toxic people because toxic people, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't exist to me. Wow. Wow. That That is a awesome, awesome perspective that you have. I mean, and I think that's really the only only way after really, you know, listening, uh, you know, listening to how you actually applied it to your life and actually received results from it. I mean, it's, it's a lot of information to really take in and it is really a mental shift. Uh, I mean, but one, which is invaluable. I don't think you can put a price on, uh, you know, the perspective that you have and how how it affects a person's life actually applying it uh and you know i i also we have uh my co-host my teammate you know aaron on and i just want to pass the mic over to aaron just to um you know let aaron uh kind of you know ask ask some uh questions as well uh aaron yeah, you know, bro? Okay. yeah i am thanks Arthur, that was a great uh that was a great gosh what was that 15 20 minutes of just uh Really, I mean, truly just some words of wisdom. I wrote down a lot of things here. I just was kind of just jotting down some notes. Um, I, I just had some just fundamental basic questions just for you, Arthur, because, I mean, you seem extremely, um, as Jordan said, you know, very clean cut, clear. I mean, you're, you, you have groomed your brain. You have groomed your, your mentality um, for that of – really optimal success and I was just wondering kind of going back the just the grassroots fundamental factors in your life that kind of led you this way now I'm sure again this is a journey and it was a domino effect and you built and built and built on this but if you could just kind of go back and just maybe just tell tell us some of your some of your personal influences um people places, things, what have you, that kind of got you where you were today. And I'm sure a lot of those influences you, you spoke about, people that you've interviewed mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, PowerfulInterviews.com. But could you could you just cite some, some whether they're historical figures, whether they're family members, whether they're personal, professional, like, where do you, where has your um, most powerful influencers come for you? Well... Uh, my most powerful influences comes from who I'm doing this interview with right now, uh, Jordan Phillip. Uh, my other powerful influ- influences come from people who are really making a difference in their lives and the lives of others. That's who influences me. 
I, you know, I look at what the millennials are doing. I look at what, you know, um, I look at what businesses are doing who has been, you know, an expert in their field for, you know, 40 to 50 years. You know, I read the book years ago, Think and Grow Rich. And uh, Think and Grow Rich is a powerful book by Napoleon Hill. And Andrew Carnegie at the time, he gave him a mission. And he basically just told him, you know, I want you to go out and interview the most successful people in that time, in the 1900s. Now, 25 people turned down that job position, but Napoleon Hill didn't. Andrew Carnegie gave him a mission and said, listen, this is what I want you to do. I'm not going to pay you, but I want you to go out and really get into the mindsets of influential people at that time. And that's what he did. Now, decades and decades later, that still exists to this day in regards to this business model. Now, I love interviewing. Look at what Jordan Phillip is doing. He's interviewing people. Look at what Oprah Winfrey is doing. Now, when Oprah Winfrey first started out, she was just basically gearing the show around her. Then Oprah Winfrey had a bright idea. She said, you know what? I'm just going to bring the information to the people. That's when she started inviting the Tom Cruises on the show. She had Robert Kiyosaki on the show. She, you know, invited, you know, Beyonce and JC, you know, the singers and, the, and, 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 and certain rappers on the show. So she started bringing the information. So with her and her team, you know, they basically applied hours and hours of content, hours and hours of reaching out to influential people. And she just basically just said, listen, would you come and share your wisdom with my audience? Now, information, knowledge is information, but wisdom is elimination. You are, when you embrace wisdom, you eliminate in what you know is not going to work because you're hearing from a person who's been there, done that, who's still relevant in the industries. That is how Oprah became Oprah. She started bringing the information to the people on a worldwide scale, and she's dominating, you know, over 300 markets worldwide. And now she owns, you know, own network as well. Now, let's take the brand about associations a little deeper. If you look at Dr. Phil, now Dr. Phil was helping Oprah going through her anxiety problems where you know, she got caught a lot of heat with the beef company. And uh, the beef company was trying to sue her because, you know, they felt as though that uh, she made a lot of statements that they didn't agree with. All right. So when Dr. Phil helped her out, she said, listen, why don't you come on my show? And when Dr. Phil came on Oprah's show, people start feeling Dr. Phil because that was branded by association. So all that credibility that Oprah has throughout the years, that just transferred over to Dr. Phil. And when Dr. Phil first started out, he was he was struggling. He was just, you know, a regular doctor just trying to get to the next level. By branding by association with Oprah, Oprah made that happen. And now Dr. Phil's show is, you know, a phenomenal TV show, and he has a lot of viewership 
for Oprah Winfrey makes $50 million off of that platform alone because they formulated a relationship. She helped, he, Dr. Phil helped out Oprah, you know, through her trials and tribulations that she was going through at the time. So that show is a great success because Oprah put her name to that show, which is a Dr. Phil show, but basically, you know, who's behind that show is Oprah Winfrey, the same with Rachel Ray. You know, so that's branded by associations. So on my quest, uh, I learned from a lot of people. I learned from books. I learned from a lot of centers of influences. But I love learning from people that are the underdogs. So people that are the underdogs, they always have a way of proving other people wrong. So, you know, a lot of people, they get caught up with the social media uh, hype and, you know, they, they looking at, you know, oh, he got a lot of views or, you know, he got a lot of people liking him or her on Instagram, Facebook, and, you know, Facebook owns Instagram. But all of these are delivery systems. Email marketing is a delivery system. Um, YouTube is, is a delivery system. Blogs are a delivery system. Podcasts are a delivery system. Radio and TV, that's delivery systems. All right, so they also are platforms that you are showcasing your talent on, and then you want to have people engage in the content that you are delivering to them on these delivery systems. So I always tell my listeners and my clients, I tell them basically just focus on creating your own sweet potato pie or focus on creating your own apple pie. Now, what I mean by that is create your own sweet potato pie or apple pie or cherry pie or blueberry pie, whatever pie that you like. I want you to vision you create your own sweet potato pie in regards to applying that to your business. I like to create my own sweet potato pie. First of all, the PIE, I'm going to break that down in lamest terms so people really get clear on what I'm actually saying to them, and I want them to implement this in their own business or businesses. Create your own sweet potato pie, create your own apple pie. The P stands for what are you passionate about? Like, what are you truly passionate about in regards to building your business? Or if you want to work for another successful entrepreneur where you're getting paid commissions by the value that you bring to them, that could be through relationships. It can be through cold calling. It can be through you are introducing the person that you're working with to other brands that has a following and if they have a product or service that can help them grow their top line revenue, then guess what? You are passionate about helping people. So focus on creating your own pie. The P stands for what are you passionate about and just really dive in to being passionate about helping others. The I stands for what are you interested in? What truly interests you? You know, are you interested in business? Are you interested in people? Are you interested in networking? Are you interested in creating content? 
Are you interested in exotic cars? You might can bring uh, valuable information to that man or woman that owned that exotic car dealership by creating videos just with exotic cars. What are you truly interested in and go all in with your curiosity? And then the E stands for what are you want to become an expert in? So when your name pops up, Jordan Phillip, when your name pops up, people are like, oh, you know what? I can relate to this person because I know they dominating in sales or I know they dominating in, you know, scaling businesses or I know they dominating in the power of relationships or I know they dominate dominating in team building. So what do you want to become an expert in? And the fourth one I want to give you a bonus is what are you going to give your energy towards? Money is simply energy. Money is not value. Money is just a facilitator to, to do transactions. Money is a byproduct of the value that you uncover. You uncover a lot of value, you're going to make a lot of money. You uncover a little bit of value, you're going to make a little bit of money. You uncover no value, you're not going to make any money at all. So focus on creating your own apple pie or sweet potato pie. Focus on what are you passionate about, what are you interested in, what you want to become an expert in, and what you want to give your energy towards on a consistent, regular basis. If you focus on that formula, I promise you, over a period of time, you will become successful in whatever business endeavor that you are pursuing. Um, you know, we talk, I, you know, I've talked to a lot of people, um, you know, so far through through this podcast, but still, you know, it, it, the way you deliver your information is extremely clear, clean, articulate, and something I hope that one day I can also you know, be able to, to speak in such a clear manner. That's, uh, extremely a very valuable skill that you have. And, uh, you know, it's, it's evident that the time that you've put into, uh, cultivating and, and achieving that it's evident, it's very evident. So that's, I just want to, you know, (laughs) let, let you know that, you know, it's, uh, recognized definitely. And, um, you know, Aaron, did you have any other questions at the moment? Uh, yeah, just just to, um, Arthur, when we do these shows a lot, we do ask, um, you know, influences of people and, and a lot of, you know, books as well that show influence. I know that you mentioned uh, Think and Grow Rich is obviously that's the Bible right there of all the um, certainly the, the, the self-help books. But other than Think and Grow Rich, are there any other books that really has, you know, resonated with you that has made you, um, has molded you to be who you are today think uh, number one for sure but um yeah any other ones that you can think off the top of your mind that, that are fresh i'd love to. well um the the it's another powerful book that i read that i recommend for you and uh the audience to read uh the science of getting rich by wallace d waddles that's a powerful book uh the mckay mb of selling in the real world by harvey mckay he um that's an envelope company, and he built that company to $100 million uh, in revenue. Uh, he actually was on my show. That's another powerful book where it talks about, you know, sales and systems and, you know, the HR in regards to hiring the right people. Um, let me see. 
And what was that? Or what was that last one called? The, by uh, McKay. Uh, the, the the McKay MBA of Selling in the Real World by Harvey McKay. Powerful book. That one I haven't heard. Jordan, you, we we've uh, we've read the Waddle C. Waddle's book, correct? Yeah, actually, I just pulled it off the shelf right now, and I'm looking at it. I think it definitely is is uh, worth another read. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those those books are are very powerful, but um, as long as people apply the simple strategies in the book, they definitely want to become successful. But success doesn't happen overnight. It, it sometimes it takes years, you know, to build your brand and you know to get your name recognized and known uh, in the marketplace. But over a period of time with consistency, you will get there. Just don't give up and don't quit because there's no awesome. I in team, but there's I in win. So just keep pushing and keep moving forward with your progression, and eventually you will get there. But you got to believe that you will get there, and uh, God will have a way of opening up those doors for you. So just stay focused. Definitely. And, uh, you know, sorry, Arthur, I know we're kind of running a little bit over. So, um, yeah, if there if, if there was uh, anything else you want to share, um, let me know. Otherwise, you know, we can let the audience go. And then I just wanted to uh, just wrap with you real quick with uh, Aaron on the line. Well, um, you know, I appreciate you, you having me on your phenomenal outside-the-box international podcast show which is called the entrepreneur spotlight now i'm saying international because if you don't say it then who else is going to say it so you got to claim what you envision for your brand that's why i'm saying if nobody else says it um just keep pushing don't give up don't quit life is like an experiment uh, when you are building relationships with people, it's like an experiment. We build relationships with your family and your friends and uh, uh, strategic alliances or potential partnerships. It's like an experiment. That's the journey that you're on. You are experimenting with people. And that's when you can determine if I want to stay connected to this man or this woman. Or I don't want to stay connected to this man or this woman because I don't like the energy that they are giving me. But focus on prosperity. Focus on success, and eventually you will be blessed. And um, also, just focus on creating a lot of value for people. What value do you bring to the marketplace? Um, it's a lot of sense of influences that bring a lot of value uh, to the marketplace. And uh, it's people that still has a value. Uh, even people that are no longer that exists on this beautiful earth. Like, for example, if you look at um, Steve Jobs, before he passed away, he died with $117 billion in the bank cash because he, along with his partner, Steve Wozniak, they built the Apple brand. Now, before the Apple brand took off, remember the Blackberries was doing good at one point. But the Blackberries back in the days, they used to be called the Palm Pilot, the two Ps. If you look at the brands, they tried to create names that have rhythms in it. So that will stick in your brain, like the Palm Pilot, that's the two Ps. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts, the two Ds. Um, 
So look at the brands that have like similar uh like similar letters in their brand names. They do that so that can stick in in your mind. Like when you think of McDonald's, what do you think of the golden arches? That 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 bright M logo. When you look at Burger King, you think of their logo. When you look at Wendy's, you think of their logo. Now, once your name becomes big, you really don't need a logo. Like if you look at Warren Buffett, you go to Berkshire Hathaway, which is his holding company. They don't have a logo because Warren Buffett is a man of stature. He doesn't need a logo. But, you know, when you're not on that level, you do need a logo and you do need something that's going to stick in the mindsets of your audience and of your viewership. So when it comes to Jordan Phillip, you know, if you have a logo, people are going to recognize that logo by the content that you are showcasing to them, whether it's on, you know, SoundCloud or Stitcher or iTunes or YouTube. They're going to remember you for the brand that you are promoting to them. So I just tell people, don't give up, don't quit. And centers of influencers are making a major difference in, in the lives of their own network and in the lives of others. Like, uh, for example, I had a gentleman that wanted to buy a Hugh Hefner's, uh, the Playboy Mansion. Now, Hugh Hefner, you know, he's been doing the Playboy Mansion for many, many years. But in order for the gentleman to acquire the Playboy Mansion, you can acquire it but you can only acquire that estate. You can only have ownership of half of the estate. He has what is called a life estate. And a life estate means once I pass away, then you have access to the whole Playboy Mansion. But in the meantime, you will have access to half of the mansion. And once I go into the pearly gates of heaven, you will get what is called a life estate where you'll have access to the whole Play Playboy Mansion. So it's a lot of powerful influencers where they have stipulations on the value that they can uh, give you and the value that they can give you depending on, you know, the circumstances of the transactions. So just focus on creating a lot of value, focus on becoming the better version of yourself, and just focus on the four Ps, the right positioning, the right packaging, the right promoting, and the right partnering. Now, me, personally, I love partnering with people. That's what I do. I love partnering with sense of influencers that are making a difference in the lives of others. And uh, once you do that, and you focus on building a meaningful, a meaningful foundation for you and your family, that's what wealthy people do. The difference between wealthy people and unwealthy people Wealthy people, they start with having a wealthy mindset. In order to become wealthy, you have to have a wealthy mindset. Then you have to implement the strategies in order for you to become successful. And when I'm driving, I let my driving time become my learning time. You know, so I love immersing myself and listening to podcasts, reading books, and uh, learning background business information 
that can propel me to the next level. So to all your audience that's listening right now, I highly recommend read books, surround yourself around like-minded individuals. Um, Don't underestimate anyone and uh, treat people the way you like to be treated. And if you are a man of or a woman of substance, and you love surrounding yourself around like-minded individuals, and you love contributing value to people, that's going to take you to the next level. Because you got to really evaluate yourself and ask yourself, who do you serve, what do you serve, and how do you serve them? Who do you serve? Do you serve men? Do you serve women? Do you serve older men or older women? Do you serve teenagers? In terms of who do you serve? And then what do you serve in regards to your content? Is it, you know, ebooks? Is it physical uh, products, whether it's a physical hard copy or soft copy if you're a published author? Do you do speaking? Do you do coaching? Do you do workshops? Do you do masterminds? Do you do seminars? So who do you serve in regards to your target audience? And then how do you serve them? Do you serve them through creating information products? Do you serve them through email marketing? Do you serve them through putting out free content on SoundCloud or Stitcher or iTunes or through YouTube? And YouTube, that is a powerful search engine. And the mobile apps is the new search engine. That's why Google bought YouTube $1.6 billion because video is hot right now. So to everybody that's out there that's listening to me, if you are really serious about showcasing and building your brand, start with YouTube. Start with SoundCloud. Just get your content out there. And in the beginning, you're not going to have an audience. I'm letting you know right now, you're not going to have an audience because people got to get to know you. But once you keep doing it, branded by associations, once you keep doing it over a period of time, you will see your relationships going to start to increase you will see your followers will start to increase. And then it's going to get to the point where your audience is going to ask, how did you do it? And how did you develop that strong work ethic on building relationships with billionaires and Deca and Hector millionaires? So don't give up and don't quit. Wow. Th- thank you, Arthur. That's, uh, I mean, the the information that you've shared throughout the whole course of this is it is life-changing and it, it, you know, it it really gives me, you know, I don't know. It's like you said, the energy there, there's the energy to uh, everything. And that's what the the reality of it is. It's just uh, money is just a piece of paper, but the energy is what creates the um, exchange of value. And, you know, listening, I was listening, I've been listening to all of Arthur's, uh, different podcasts that he has on uh, YouTube at Arthur Robinson Jr. Uh, is the channel name. And, you know, it's a little bit different when I'm actually on the call live with you. You know, I could actually, you know, feel, like you said, you could feel and sense the energy from people. The The minute you might sense the energy that, hey, this person is somebody I actually want to connect further with to those people who kind of you want to turn away from and kind of get away from and uh you know to be honest Arthur you you're a person who definitely you know 
I want to connect further with and the rest of our community wants to connect further with. So again, thank you for joining us and sharing with us today. It's definitely a big honor to have you on. Well, Jordan, I thank you, and I thank you for uh, reaching out to me. And um, this was absolutely fun. And uh, like I said, I'm used to interviewing. I'm not used to being interviewed. But I, well, actually, I've been interviewed several times. But um, I normally is on the other side <laughs> of sure. the table. But this was absolutely powerful. And keep doing what you're doing. And I promise you, you will have a big show within a year or two. You just be keep being consistent. Don't let nobody derail you. And don't let nobody tell you what you can or what you cannot do. If they're saying you can do it, then guess what? That is a man or woman that's on your side. But you really got to connect with people that want to see you win. And if the people that don't want to see you win, don't even worry about them. Because in a year or two, they're going to be asking you, you know, Jordan, how did you do it? Well, it's just bottom line, they just couldn't see what you see. People can't see what Arthur Robinson Jr. sees. But when I start interviewing billionaires and, you know, deck of millionaires like, you know, Jay Abraham and Steve Forbes and Jeff Hoffman, where he grew his company to uh, $65 billion, and uh, he grew it, he grew, he grew that into a $65 billion company, which is um, Priceline.com, but it was at a $35 billion market cap. So when you start connecting with these kind of people, I promise you, they only, they're going to want to connect with you back because of the value that you're conveying to the world and to your audience. So just keep doing it. Don't stop. Keep being persistent. And when you hear that little voice in your head that's telling you, I don't see no results, so I want to give up, just and just focus on life-changing transformation. And I promise you, your lifestyle, your business, and your mindset, and your movement, it will excel to the next level. And HOPE stands for, I love helping other people excel, and I love helping other people excel to do extremely well. So just keep doing it. Don't stop. Focus on your dreams, because what you focus on is focusing on you too. And I promise you, you will... It, it, you, it will take your mindset and your business to another level and you will get sense of influences that are wanting, they're going to want to be on your show. So I appreciate you reaching out to me and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity for me to share my message and for me to convey value to your audience. Definitely, definitely, definitely. It's an honor. And Arthur, if you don't mind just sticking on for a minute, I'm going to just let everybody else go. Just had something else I wanted to run by you. Oh, and before uh, we go, I just want uh, people uh, to, um, if you want to listen to outside the box business content and to take your mindset and your business and to the next level, you can go to powerfulinterviews.com or you can go to uh, a private equity company, which is nationaldiversified.com. And uh, it's incredible content that will take your mindset and your business to a whole nother level. I promise you, you won't be disappointed with the value that is on those two websites. Definitely, definitely. And I'll make sure to uh, put both those links and Arthur's social media links uh, all in the episode so that you guys can connect uh, directly to there. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, 
That was the Entrepreneur Spotlight podcast episode with Mr. Arthur Robinson Jr. just dropping bombs one after another on a sorry, I know that's a Brad Lee's show, but the reality is that Arthur dropped so much wisdom on the show, which is going to be invaluable to the lives of everybody, including myself. We're going to be playing that back over and over and over again until we apply it and see it in our life. And with that being said, we'll be signing off. Jordan, income over expense. Until next time, keep pushing and keep progressing. Over and out.